back everybody to another edition of Inane Bullshit. This is number 58. I'm your host, Tim Maley, here on Stoned Alone. So, the last time I recorded one of these was last week, and I was in Dublin. That was my first time ever entering into Europe, ever. So uh, that was a really interesting experience and a nice layover because I was only into the city about a few hours, you know, the layover itself was only six hours total. So I thought it was kind of cool, like I got in, you know, I saw the whole city, like I did the pub thing, got a pint of Guinness, and then I got back to the airport, recorded a whole podcast and got that ready for everyone to see. So. Uh, since then though, just in this past week, I have also gone to Amsterdam, Vienna, and now I'm in Croatia. So it's been quite of a wild ride, and uh, yeah, let, let's just fucking talk about it. So, first off, what happened after Dublin? I boarded onto the plane, and I made my way over to Amsterdam. I fucking love Amsterdam, and I definitely thought I would, but let me just tell you fucking love Amsterdam <laughs> because that shit is exactly how it cracked up to be it wasn't something that you know I had too high expectations for and when I say too I mean like like I did have high expectations but it surpassed my high expectations so it wasn't like one of those things where um is very glorified and not actually cool Amsterdam is actually very fucking cool First off, there's a lot of electric vehicles. They have made it you know, a huge incentive. Uh, and they basically, in the past few years, have like made the city into what all of the you know people in America say that like a perfect city should have. Like They have all the electric vehicles and public electric charging stands. So the whole city's full of Teslas and people are just charging their Teslas for free. Totally renewable energy and they just cut out on gas like that. And uh, other than Teslas, Basically, the only other cars there are like Beamers, Mercedes, Rolls Royces, like, it's pretty fucking aesthetic. And, uh, I mean, maybe like one, one normal car every once in a while, but in Amsterdam, pretty much every single car is like, like Audis and shit. Um, so it was really cool, just like, just to look at, you know? And on top of that, with all these nice cars, they aren't even the dominant being of the road the fucking bikes are the entire system the entire city and all of the streets and the sidewalks are completely made for bikes over cars like it's crazy it looks like a lot of times cars are driving on sidewalks because like they just didn't build that shit for cars and um it's really wild because especially america the roots get a little interesting like uh i'm not gonna get into that but you know there's definitely some interesting Things like General Motors, all of that, building up the highway system for basically profit. Like the whole highway system and having to commute from a suburb into a city that was all designed basically in the U.S. so that the car companies could capitalize on it. Which, whatever, like it makes sense, but it's hilarious that all of that happened just so that car companies can make more money. And uh, like, it's just not a better way of transportation at all. So out here... Or not out here, I'm not in Amsterdam right now. But out in Amsterdam, uh, that was just fucking wonderful. Being on the bikes and not feeling like I was ever going to get hit. And everyone else getting out of your way. Like, even if, like, the most satisfying thing is watching, like, a fucking Porsche 
or a Rolls Royce or whatever, like um, a Bugatti or Ferrari, and they have to stop for the bike, which like obviously in America you're supposed to stop, but like literally as a bike, you know, you definitely want to look both directions, but you, you won't like slow down when you see a car. You're like, okay, they have to slow for me because fuck them. Like they're just a car. I'm a bike bitch. <laughs> so that's how Amsterdam is. And on top of the biking system, they actually have functional canals, which is crazy because in my experience, a boat, you know, it doesn't have much use other than getting really drunk and tipping it. Um, so, you know, that's kind of how it is in America. Like the happiest days that you have when you have a boat. Okay, wait, no, let me rephrase this. In America, when you buy a boat, there's only two times you're happy. The day you buy it and the moment that you sell it. Those are the two times that you're happy about owning a boat. And uh, it's nice to have a friend with boat, but you don't want to fucking own a boat. You have to clean that shit up. There's like barnacles up in that bitch. You got to like scrub that shit off. It's a whole pain in the ass. Like boats are a lot of maintenance and most of the time they don't get used. They just kind of like maybe once or twice a summer, like you go out and then you go fishing or some shit and put it back. But in Amsterdam, it's completely different. The entire city has canals running through it. So it's like there's a city and there's like the center of it. And literally there's like rings of canals that go all throughout it. So if you have a boat, you can actually open up Google Maps and fucking Google Maps your way to shit in your boat. And you can just like drive up on the canal. There's not like traffic. There's not like a whole lot of traffic, you know? So that's crazy, like boats and bikes are very functional there. And just seeing all that stuff is hilarious because in America, we think like, oh, we can't do that just because like, because um, it can't be done, it can't be possible, right? Like, like that would just be too hard, but it's just the fucking bureaucracy, man. I, I do agree that America, it, it, like I think it's too far gone. It'd be really hard to implement stuff like this. Elon Musk literally built the best fucking shit we could possibly ask for, the best light rail system ever to be able to make it all the way throughout LA, but because of bureaucracy, it's not already in place, you know what I mean? So, anyways though, uh, that was really interesting with the boats and stuff. So, that was just kind of like uh, some things I noticed about Amsterdam. But what happened right when I got there was, it was actually my little cousin's last day of school. So I was super fucking stoked for her. She just finished up fourth grade. It's fucking wild, man. I feel like fourth grade was just a minute ago. Fourth grade was my last year of school in Massachusetts, and then um, I moved away. And I feel like um, that that's the point I think of, of like life starting. Like I remember memories before that, but like when I start to, when I think of like myself and like being independent and being like, him in like my personality and shit I feel like it started around that point um or like I, I think about it around that point because that was a big move for me when we moved away from Massachusetts I didn't even think about it like at the time I, um not saying I took it for granted I thought it was an amazing trip I didn't realize like uh how rare it is to be able to take a crazy trip like this when we moved away from Massachusetts I went like to the Grand Canyon, I went to Utah, Bryce Canyon, we camped in each of those spots for over a week, like literally like full on camping, and we went into Vegas, lots of California, like that was a fucking crazy trip, that was a really wild summer. Anyways though, 
So it was funny seeing my little cousin like that, and she's fucking, she's intense. Like, it's hilarious seeing a little nine-year-old or a ten-year-old, and she's like a full-ass adult. Like, she is lit. And I love being able to talk to her, and I don't have to, like, dumb shit down. Like, I, not at all. I don't, I never even felt like I was talking to a kid. And uh, I get right off the plane, They and then I, you know, get onto the station, take the tram over. Again, the public transportation is amazing. The fucking, is that called a tram? Yeah, it's a tram, or the metro, the light rail, whatever the fuck, is amazing in Amsterdam. You know, like, just got right off the airport, and it was like five minutes to, just, not five minutes. It's exaggerating. I'm really bad at keeping track of time, but it was a short amount of time to get just right into the city of Amsterdam from the airport, which, oh, wait, yeah, can I just say that that's fucking insane for all these European airports? Fuck America and the ridiculousness of trying to, like, hang out in a layover. In America, you couldn't, like, land in Denver or LA and then get into the city and smoke a bunch and then get back within a couple hours. You couldn't do that because it's a fucking pain in the ass and we don't have like actual public transportation that works or anything like that. But in Europe, literally never been to Europe in my entire life. Dublin, I had no problem. I was, you know, right into the city from the airport, right back. No fucking problem. Literally had no idea what I was doing. Didn't even have internet and I could figure that out. Same thing with Amsterdam, you know, it just got right in. So my little cousin and my uncle meet me, and uh, it was chill. We, we went and got some sushi to celebrate, you know, her last day of school. And then he took me around the park, and it was perfect because this ended up being the solstice, or the solstice was the next day, but while I was in Amsterdam, it didn't get dark until like 11 p.m., like 11.30, which was fucking awesome. And we went to the big park, Vondel Park, uh, that's where I'm gonna have the Stone Alone meetup in Amsterdam. And like, it was just really cool. This giant fucking park and everyone's smoking. It's like 11 o'clock and it's still bright out. He takes me to a coffee shop and um, let me explain this coffee shop experience. So how this was, was, uh, so I've never been to a dispensary before, so I can't compare the two, but let me just tell you, it's fucking casual. There's no like, guard or bouncer there's no like you know armed guard there's no fucking id check because they're just chill like it's like fucking buying gum or something you know and that's the way it should be because i didn't feel sketchy doing it and because of that i literally didn't even smoke that much like i feel like i smoke ounces because i'm like god damn i fucking i want to smoke this weed but like if I walk into a store and, like, they don't even check my ID, like, I just, I, you know, it's, like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong, and then, like, I don't know. America's gotta take note of fucking Amsterdam's system, because it's not even technically legal there. I think that's, that's the most interesting thing, because, like, you know, the U.S. was always like that, like, like, Washington, D.C., you know, there's a bunch of loopholes, but you can still get it. But no, I mean, like, Amsterdam is literally, like, a huge gray area. And it's not even, like, legal, but no one even cares. It's not like they even care a little bit. It's not even, like, that, you know? Like, in the U.S., even when it is legal, it's federally illegal. And they still fuck over dispensaries and raid their shit with, like, full-on fucking SWAT teams. Like, dude, seriously, like, 
the US is sounds so ridiculous every time I leave it. Like every time I get out of it, I'm like the fucking militarized police. Like that shit is so unnecessary. Anyways, though, um, I walk in there and they only sell small amounts. So you know that is a thing. Like I like I just said, they wouldn't get raided, but they do have regulations. So they can't actually hold that much weed there. Which is interesting. They can't even have like an ounce there. I don't think I, something like that. It's it's fucking ridiculous. They can't have that much weed there, so they get a lot of deliveries throughout the day. And when you buy there, they only sell like a gram at a time. So I know that sounds weird too, but it's not expensive pricing. You know, um, I saw Bud as cheap as five euro. I'll have to do the conversion. That's not that's very cheap though. And then you know, like the average price is ten euro, and then maybe like eleven for some good Bud. What's cool is the menu is short. It's not overwhelming. So when I look at the menu, I'm like, okay, fuck, this is perfect. I, I, you know, I'm like, I want Bud, I want Sativa, only two options, perfect. Give me one of those. If I have like a million options, I'm like, this is too fucking hard to decide. So what's cool is the menu it usually goes like this. There's hashish, there's the hash, there's the pre-rolls, and then there's the pure pre-rolls. I'll get to that in a second. And then just straight up bud. What's cool is some places also have a specials. So again, they don't sell bulk. So it's not like you could buy an ounce and it's cheaper, but some places have the specials list. So yeah, that's really interesting. Um, you can't buy bulk because they have to have deliveries throughout the day. And I think that's how they keep it like under wraps. I, I don't know what the whole deal is because it's like still illegal, um, but they just don't care unless they have a lot of weed, I guess. I think that's the general gist of it. So even though you can't buy like an ounce and then get it cheaper than buying a gram, the cool thing is they do have some special deals at some places. So the whole menu, you don't even have to decide that much. It's just like there's hash, there's flour, and then there is pre-rolls and then pure pre-rolls. Get to that in a second. So if you go and look at the deals, like one deal I got was five grams for 35 euro. It's pretty fucking good. Um, that was pretty much the best I found. That was like the most amount of weed I found at one time too at a place was five grams. So that was an awesome deal. I got that, but you know, like um, the ranges are pretty good. It's like, it's like as cheap as five euro for a gram of bud. And then the average is like 10 or 11 for some good bud. So that's interesting. And then when it comes to the pre-rolls, they distinctify between the pure pre-rolls and then just pre-rolls because uh, there's actually a couple waiting on my uncle's house from last time my dad visited him in Amsterdam. So I smoked up one of those pre-rolls and literally the entire thing was just tobacco and like a little bit of shake. And the shake, you know, was shake, so it didn't even get you high. Which I thought was interesting. I'm like, whatever, if the tourists wanna buy that shit, then the coffee shop should be making that money. But um, if you just buy the nugs, it's very high quality weed. And I feel weird about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they like had THC or something. It's like really strong in an interesting way. It's strong not in like, like a California bud way. It's like strong as in, I had a really good tolerance and stuff, but I still smoked. I was like, oh, what, what? It was almost like a headache level of strong. Not like strong as in, I got really high, strong as in like, 
I was getting fucking like headaches and stuff. I don't know how like exactly what's going on there. I don't want to just like alarm anyone and tell people that fucking Amsterdam weed gives you headaches. But later on, I was smoking a blunt in a bar and this guy told me, he's like, yeah, California weed, a lot more natural. And it's like, I know the grow process is like, uh, you know, California is great, but yeah, like if it comes to, you know, Denver, California, like not, it's not even necessarily always that natural, you know, like it is natural, but they still do every single thing that they can to maximize the yield and everything. So I just thought it was interesting that even compared to America, this stuff was like so much more um, intense. So don't know what's going on there, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of different types of coffee shops. Like there's places that are just chill and you smoke there. And there's other places that are like a convenience store. You just stop in and stop out. And more of the convenience store style one. I stopped in one and they had like a vending machine and it had papers, it had clipper lighters, and it had edibles in it, which was pretty cool. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. I found out the, the clipper thing was cool too because I always thought it was a novelty. I was always blown away. The fucking clipper where you can pop the top off and then pack your joints or whatever. But uh, you know, these are just the standard lighter out here, so that's great news, especially if I lose my couple clippers that I brought. I can just pick some more up at the gas station or... Because I haven't seen really that many gas stations at the... Whatever store, bodega, smoke shop. So that's cool. And then there's other places that are like the Bulldog. So I wasn't seeking this spot out. I didn't search it on Google or anything. But I was just riding my bike around, getting lost in Amsterdam. And I came across the Bulldog just by accident. So I lock up my bike, stop inside, buy a gram of bud and roll myself a blunt and just smoke inside there, which is like all I fucking wanted to do. It was a chill atmosphere, good music, a bar in the back, like a lot of people say it's a touristy spot, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. A fucking bulldog is bucket list material. And then the wall with like the pictures of people that went there before, like Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg, Mariah Carey, like just really, really a weird group of people that have stopped by there. So I thought that was interesting. And uh, it'd also be, yeah, be cool to get get up on, on that, that picture list at some point. Anyways, uh, there's that. And then just like, yeah. I have to mention this too. The camera cut me off at some point during this podcast, so like I don't know if I've uh, repeated some stuff or not. I'm gonna move on from Amsterdam and then uh, I might ease back in if I think of something I forgot. But after Amsterdam, we left for Vienna. So that's where my gay great uncle was having his 75th birthday party. And we all went over and we met my dad there. So I haven't seen my dad since Taiwan. It's been a good six months. It's fucking wild. And I think it's really cool. I, I like that my family is at this point now where it's just like, you know, it's just like meet you in some other country at some point in six months, you know, like it's really fucking cool. So uh, it was nice seeing my dad again. And uh, yeah, so we get to Vienna and I didn't know what to expect because like it wasn't really on my itinerary. It was just like, oh, you know, like I'd love to see this great uncle. I've never met him before. But otherwise, I, I wouldn't have like gone out of my way to go to Vienna, but it was one of the coolest fucking spots that I've seen before. 
It was like a whole Brooklyn, New York vibe with like graffiti and stuff. But all of the buildings were old 300 year old Victorian buildings. So it was like beautiful architecture, like giant towering cathedrals at every fucking block. Like it just, it all looks like that. And there's no like break from it, you know, it was like every single building had that much detail. You look inside and it's like carved of marble and there's like statues hanging off the sides and giant spires. And then there's new stuff too. There's like giant glass skyscrapers and like, it was really fucking cool because uh, it just, it was like a punk grungy feel of the Victorian. And like, you know, sometimes graffiti can look bad, but like, in this case, it was just like a weird complimentary look. Like at first it almost looked a little slummy, but it was cause like there's just graffiti everywhere. And it's just like, it looks really fucking cool. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people, like especially the people that have lived there a long time or have had families there, they probably fucking hate it. Because again, these are like old churches and stuff. And then now they're just all covered in graffiti at the bottom. But it was really fucking cool. Like it was, it was a really, yeah, like if I if I had the word to describe it, punk grungy. Like it was grungy. And I've never actually had, had that feeling before. Like maybe other than New York. And I, I keep saying Brooklyn. Brooklyn's more like an arts district now and all like hipsters, but um yeah, Brooklyn Brooklyn would still be like a good comparison, I guess. Which is hard to do because it's fucking like Europe, you know, it's so different. But one takeaway I got from this was, you know, like weirdly enough, one takeaway was uh, that there is actually a magical place in America, which is New York, because New York does have as much magic as these places I've seen, which blows me away. Like, um, sure, I like LA, I'm gonna be living there, but it's not actually like, you don't walk in the streets and it's just like, whoa, you know, like you gotta know some people or like some things to do. But yeah, like um, you can see like a lot of the things that inspired New York or the things that made it out there. So I don't think any other city in the world is like New York, but I think New York is like every other city in the world. And by that, I mean like you can see uh, the influences, like a lot of the old, you know, New York buildings, especially like the, you know, Victorian buildings and like old, um, the fuck would you call that? What are those called? The, the like uh, expensive um, like brick buildings or whatever. Anyways, you, you can see like the Italian uh, slash European um, stuff and it was just kind of cool seeing like the root of it because all this stuff, all these buildings, these cities, these fucking entire civilizations were there way before anyone even found America, let alone before there was any revolutionary war and it became America in 1776. Like, this shit was here a long fucking time ago and they already had governments, they already had councils, they already had society and like um, all that shit. Like, it's so weird to think about. So I, I think that's another thing too. Like Americans don't fucking think of other. They're just like, oh, this is what it is. America invented the world and we own the world. Like, and we are everything. Like, fucking America, bro. What the fuck? So <laughs> it's cool seeing that. And then what else about Vienna? Like, I, I don't know what else to describe it by. We were only there for three days. 
So we were there for like the night. We had dinner at this place. What's that place called? And I kind of want to. I kind of want to remember the place. Prosciutto. So we ate at Prosciutto, and it was another one of those cool places with like the pictures of people that have been there before. So I go down to the bathroom, and there's like a picture of Anthony Bourdain there, George Lucas, Woody Allen, and Vladimir Putin. Um, lots of interesting folk have been through there, Buzz Aldrin, uh, so that was a nice little restaurant, had some authentic Viennese food, and uh, my little cousin basically just had beef tartare, it's T-A-R-T-A-R-E, it's just like a raw beef patty, I don't know what the deal with that is, but it was fucking delicious, so I don't know like how that was prepped, it was interesting though, and then I just had like a really good beef soup that doesn't sound very uh, interesting but it was it was fucking delicious it was like so we had our first night there and after my uncle and the little cousin went back to their airbnb my dad and i stuck it out and hit the town which was really interesting like we we just went for my you know great uncle's 75th birthday party but it just happened to be that that weekend, like the day of his birthday, that weekend was the world, I almost said the world's, was Europe's biggest open air festival. Like out of all of Europe, the biggest music festival was happening and it was free. So why was it free you may ask? Um, actually that was kind of interesting because it was free because it was paid by socialists. I don't have an opinion on this, I'm not gonna go all the way into it, but the funny ironic thing was, it was a socialist party hosted by the socialist party. And um, it was a bunch of capitalists capitalizing on all the socialists. It was a bunch of like Americans and shit that opened up hot dog stands and like beer stands and they were like making hella money off all the people. So it's funny that the whole thing was about socialism, but all those people are just capitalizing the shit out. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's not that funny. I just, I find it really funny. So that was fucking great. Like it was just free. It was on a party island and I don't understand how Europe has so many party islands, but they built an entire artificial river to stop flooding, basically. So they, they just have this giant river called the Danube that they made in Austria, in Vienna. And then along the middle is just this giant man-made island. It's fucking huge. It's just a sliver inside of a river. So just imagine a giant river, and then the entire middle part of it is its own little island. And that whole fucking thing was a music festival like the entire island was and it was just like fucking cool it was like party island and um everyone was smoking it up drinking it up there it's definitely illegal in austria but you know people don't give a fuck so that was wild that we just stumbled into that you know like we thought we would have more time during the next couple days but i'm glad we just went right away that night uh because it was like 10 p.m when we got there and we left at like midnight or whatever we got back at like 2 a.m but if we didn't go you know then i wouldn't have seen europe's biggest open air festival and we just kind of stumbled into it the dude rocking on the stage was like doing german rock but it was amazing and a great reminder that music isn't even something that you need language to understand or feel the vibe of what they're trying to tell you like that was a 
good fucking rock artist. And I think he was huge because he would like, he would like go quiet, he turned the mic, and literally the entire crowd, which must have been at least 20,000 people, like sang the words back. And I was like, oh shit, I guess this guy must be pretty huge then. I don't know what fucking guy it was though. Which is interesting, yeah. I keep saying which was interesting. Is that my new crush? I guess that was always a crush for me. So, after that, the day after, we go and have my uncle's 75th birthday party. So we prepare for him. My dad and I go out and get some ice cream and haircuts. And it just kind of happened by coincidence. And, uh, you know, it was, it was cool. Get my hair cut by a German guy. He, he, you know, he had, this, he had, he had das skills. Um, and then, yeah, my, my uncle's fucking great. Can I, can I just say that again? He is my great uncle, but he's also a great uncle. <laughs> I've never met him before in my entire life. He's basically the black sheep of the family. Um, I don't want to go too in-depth about my family, but my grandpa is kind of a dick. Not, not, that, not the uh, best vibes of a person. Very, you know, like, oh, Christian and, you know, just the whole, like, yeah, Iowa, old, get off my lawn kind of guy. Like, a lot of that kind of thing. But it was interesting seeing this uncle, because, like, you know, he was, he was his younger brother, like, uh, the 75th, 75-year-old guy that we met. And he was so full of energy. He was fucking hilarious. He, he actually reminded me a lot of Aaron. He had, like, a, he had a really sharp sense of humor. It was, it was good. And uh, we just had champagne all day at this party. And then it was at a Buddhist center. So the, this, this shit is so interesting. This guy, he's 75 years old. He's gay. He grew up in Iowa. What happened was his parents made him go to fucking seminary school, which at the time was like a huge honor. Like, oh, your kid can become a priest. Like a priest was, you know, like the most prestigious thing that you could be. But as you can imagine, he wasn't fucking like trying to be a priest. Like imagine me getting put into seminary school. So he gets put into a whole fucking school to be a priest. And the problem is it costs a lot of money. You know, like his parents are selling all their crops and stuff for this. So they're like, pissed that he doesn't want to go, you know, in the end. So he's the black sheep of the family. He left. He, he was, yeah, I think the first one that made it out to Europe. Uh, afterwards, my uncle, you know, they made it out to Amsterdam. And then eight months ago, my dad made it out to Croatia. Can't believe it's eight months already. But uh, yeah, that's all interesting. So it's really cool just seeing that he's happy now because it sounds like he had a really fucking rough patch for like a longest time. He even had a wife for a while and he had like kids, like it's it's crazy. So now he's uh, he's happy, he's, he's at a Buddhist center in Vienna and he basically pimped that whole bitch out. Like he, he got them, uh, you know, like new rolls with cleaning and stuff, basically like it was chill already, but he upgraded the shit out of all that that whole place. So everyone there was like huge, hugely, um, you know, close to him, and they're basically like a family. And it was cool that we all sat down. We all had like a giant dinner in that one room in the Buddhist center, drank champagne all day, and then we had a meditating sesh. And then after meditating, back to champagne. So literally, this is the coolest fucking guy ever. That's how I'm trying to be when I'm 75. And he was just. So full of uh, good vibes, you know, good intentions. So that was really awesome. Also, his fucking his partner that he snagged, like he looks like fucking half his age. Like I'm like, damn, great uncle. Like get it, bro. <laughs> Anyways, so that was great. And then that night, 
I linked up with a stoned loner of Austria. This guy was cool too because like I'm fucking glad like I was I always answer the Instagram DMs. I know I, I don't answer the Snapchats, but that's because I can't do both. I don't want to half-ass both. I literally I haven't even opened Snapchat, so I answer all of the Instagram DMs, and I've been talking to this guy for like a long fucking time. So that's my favorite thing is like when I get to a city, I'm like, oh, I've actually like talked to this guy for a long time, and like a year ago he said, if you're ever in Austria, like hit me up, you know that type of shit. So I did, and um, you know like. The, the birthday party didn't end until like 10.30, so like I got out at 11, linked up with this dude, and can I just mention that Europe is fucking crazy on the nightlife? Again, like I haven't really done the bar thing, so I can't say in America, but I just, I feel like it's not that cool, like if you're just wandering around at night in America, but shit does not turn off in Europe. It's like 4 fucking a.m. and everyone's still outside, so it was really awesome. We linked up. And smoked up right away. Oh, it was just, it was just cool walking along these alleyways, just hundreds of years old buildings, you know, and like views of these giant cathedrals, just this like wild Viennan view, and then just smoking up a spliff with these dudes, chilling on the steps, and uh, and then we did a little bit of bar hopping, and uh, you know I taught them a couple of these Chinese card games I know. It was just so fucking fun, like, actually hanging out with some local uh, people my age, you know? Like, literally, that was an experience that just could not have been done any other way. I could do all the tourist shit, and I still wouldn't know what it was like to actually be, like, my age in Vienna. So it's fucking... Thanks, Nick. Nicholas Flood is the shit. Bro, that was a great night. So, yeah, we were out until, until 4.30 a.m., and uh, surprisingly, there's still bars open that late. Like, it's, it's wild. I mean... I think I kicked us out at four at one of them, but yeah, like, you know, it's crazy. I saw a fight break out, and like, the dudes are really fucking going at it, and like, ten guys pull him back, and he's like yelling in German, like, and like, I don't know, I can't really do fake German, but like, it was hilarious. And, um, yeah, that was just, I, yeah. Wait, do I have more to say about that night? It was just really fucking cool. You know, I bought the first round of drinks when we got into the bar. Like, it just felt so cool. And like, um, yeah, it was just it was just cool. What was, uh, what I do remember though is McDonald's. First off, you have to pay 50 cents to get into the bathroom. So like, you go to the bathroom and there's like one of those subway turnstiles and you have to turn the fucking thing and go past. and. At first, I didn't put the money in, I just like touched it, and it goes, it starts fucking blaring alarms <laughs> if you're just trying to go to the bathroom and like not pay, so I fucking get, get my euro out, stick it up in there. Um, so that was interesting. And then they also replaced all of the orders in the cashier of McDonald's with giant touchscreens. So there's giant touchscreens, and you order all your shit, you pay with a card, they give you your number, and the TV tells you when your number's up, and then you go pick up your food. That's really cool. And I had my vlog camera out filming it, and I literally got mobbed, like swarmed by teenagers. Not because they knew who I was, but just because of my camera. They were like, oh shit, are you a vlogger? Are you from America? And it was cool for like three seconds, and then I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I can't even get out of this crowd. Like, my food's good, and <laughs> and I'm at McDonald's, and like, my the dudes are waiting for me upstairs. I literally couldn't get past them. Like, so, 
I'm, I'm glad I had that experience because it was eye-opening and I definitely don't give a fuck about fame because that was not fun at all. <laughs> Just imagine me crossfaded as fuck like, uh, okay, you know, like I loved it, like it was fun, but if it was any more, I'd be like out of it. And like, yeah, so that was interesting to me. And he had to actually pull me out. He came downstairs because he was like, shit, did he get lost? Does he not know how to fucking do McDonald's here? And then he like pulled me out of the crowd and like, and then we ate, out, ate upstairs. It was fucking weird. Like literally, yeah, that was like the only time that happened. It was actually not cool. It was like, it gets weird really quick. It was like 3 a.m. like fucking weird. What else though? That yeah, you know, just like, just that was just really fucking cool. Um, you know, saw a lot of cool locations and stuff. And then the next day, <laughs> I definitely slept in a bit. And we went over and had a little last brunch with my uncle before we left, or my great uncle before we left. And we went to this place, the Cafe Central. So the building was so old that like crazy people have been through there maybe i should pull up the list again real quick but yeah like i know um the list included people like sigmund freud adolf hitler and a secondhand man and um mozart literally all the all these fucking people freud if you don't know freud like is this is fucking weird that it's a weird one to have in the mix freud hitler and fucking Mozart have all eaten at the same restaurant and it's still preserved, it's still the same building and everything. So that was a cool place to have brunch at. And uh, you know, we eat up and then we just kind of hop out. We get on a bus, my dad and I, and then we go down here to Croatia. So that's pretty much up to date now. I thought it was fucking, it was, it was just a wild blur though throughout all of that because it hasn't been a week yet since the stuff I've described. It's only been six days since I recorded the last podcast. I recorded the last one on Wednesday because I couldn't on Tuesday. I'm recording this one on Tuesday so it can go out on Wednesday. Uh, so I hope that you guys enjoyed the inanes because to me personally, I feel like these are, uh, well, uh, I almost said great. <laughs> these are great. No, no, that's not what I'm trying to mean though. I, I just, uh, these are interesting because these actually have like, you know, everything that happens. Like I, I talk about all the shit that happened, like everything that I can remember, I talk about. So that's what's cool because I feel like a lot of times in these films, um, sometimes the flow doesn't work out if I just cut in like an explanation. So my number one thing with the videos is I just wanted the flow. I've only edited Providence and Dublin so far. So Amsterdam's gonna be really fun to edit. I don't know how that's gonna be. Like, I feel like that's gotta be a multi-part. And uh, that's what I'm doing here today though. It's, uh, it's right away in the morning. I'm gonna be doing a lot of editing today. And uh, yesterday was a festival day for me and tomorrow's a festival day for me. So we got into Croatia. My dad lives here now, Zagreb. And uh, the first night we just chill, you know, like we have uh, some dinner. The Mediterranean food out here is amazing. Cool. Well, just the food out here is amazing because it is the Mediterranean. So the food out here is so fucking good. And uh, yeah, we, we go to sleep. The next day, 
we go out smoke up a smoke up a joint and then we go to the music festival so there's the in music festival happening here which is a, is a cool festival last night i saw queens of the stone age and tomorrow portugal the man is up and alice in chains are gonna are gonna be there so that's really yeah that's really sick and i also have the camping pass so like yesterday uh we, we went together you know saw a bunch of shit and then um like it started getting late and people are still out so it's like at 3 a.m fucking drinking and dancing super hard all day it just feels so good just like walk over into the campsite and then just lay down my tent and just pass the fuck out and i just have like a pop-up tent it doesn't even have like a door on it but it was so awesome just like curling up in my sleeping bag I only slept like three hours and then I Ubered over here so I could get this podcast recorded. But, you know, it's a great festival. I haven't actually gone to festivals in the U.S., so I can't, like, compare them and start singing shit. But I got to say, in Europe, it's so chill. It's so mellowed out that I don't even know if I want to go to festivals in the U.S. Because Coachella was, like, what, 300 fucking dollars? Like, and I feel like it would just be crowded, like... Literally yesterday was so fucking cool and I just I feel like Europe is the way to go when it comes to festivals And you know like again, we went to the biggest one the biggest one in Europe a few days ago And that was so wild too and it's just like It actually has the sense of freedom that I was feeling and looking for in like a festival there's actually the people they're just like all fucking dancing and you'll see the people like grab their friend by the hand and they'll just like run into the crowd like that type of shit is so wild it's just like straight out of movies uh so yeah it's really cool and um you know it's just awesome well again another reason i want to go to a festival in the u.s out here like i could just keep buying shots of jaeger like i walked up and you know it wasn't that expensive i think it was like a couple dollars a couple dollars for a big shot of jaeger like a big shot in a in a plastic cup and sometimes the guy would put like two or three in it like because i just pour it in but yeah i just walk up scan my credit card a fucking shot of jaeger like it was just perfect for a festival experience because um it wasn't overpriced they weren't trying to screw people like they wanted to make sure people were hydrated and stuff everything was reasonably priced the food Maybe a little expensive, but they had like straight up fucking seafood pasta and not like shitty microwave US like serve to kids and people in prisons type food that you just microwave. Like it was like they made a lot of fucking pasta. It was like good actual seafood pasta. Um, And that's what I had for like dinner, like such a good fucking like meal for drinking, like literally. I don't know. It was just great. There's like kebabs and shit out there. And there's a hookah bar too. So my dad was like hang, hanging out at the hookah. And it wasn't like a bar. It was more like a giant tent. And they had like blankets hanging over and stuff. It was right It was right by the stage. So, you know, we're just hitting the hookah. And you could see the stage from where we were. And just like watching it. Also, I don't know if anyone's into David Byrne or the Talking Heads. But he was up there last night. That was really fucking cool. Um, I... You know, I'm not gonna pretend like I, I didn't really know who he was. I knew one of the songs though, and I was like, "Oh shit, this guy made this song." The, 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 the. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I don't think you're gonna be able to guess from from me trying to <laughs> interpret that song. But so there's all that, and then the cool fucking thing. Okay, you're gonna love this. So Nikola Tesla 
was born in Croatia. So it's like a whole big thing here. Like, like yeah, <laughs> when we first got here, we got picked up by our Uber on Nikola Tesla Street. It was, it was spelled with E's at the end too. Nikola Tesla. Tesla. Anyways. Yeah, so they built this giant fucking Tesla tower right in the middle of the festival. I didn't know what it was at first. I'm like, oh, that's kind of an interesting freestanding structure, I guess. But it was a big ass Tesla tower. And at night, they fucking had neon lights go all the way up it. And when I say like a tower, I'm not saying like a little, it's like you walk inside and it's like fucking like 10 stories tall and there's speakers all around it. And that was like the American classic rock section. So you know that I was like fucking amped. So I get in there and the doors is playing. So it's the doors and all the lights are up and it's just like everyone's fucking dancing in there. Like that's just exactly what I was looking for. And um, there's a couple times too where I was just like, oh shit, you know, I'm gonna try to chase some girls. I'm gonna try to get laid. And then I was, it was just like sucked because I was like, oh, because it was, well, yeah. Basically my point though was like, that felt like wasted time, but then I would just like give up and be like, okay, fuck this, this sucks. And then I would just go find the people dancing and then I'd go dance with them. And, it, and then that was just like hella fun. And uh, at one point these people were like, Oh wait, do you have any friends in Croatia? I was like, no, and he's like, you do now, and we're like, hey. <laughs> I don't know, I fucking love Europe. It's like, it's not like, it's really not like the US. Um, I'm by, I feel like I'm socially awkward, but that's just because I'm in the fucking US. I could strike up a conversation with so many people out here. It's so natural, I really can, but in the US it's like, people are like, don't fucking bother me, and they're like looking at their phones, and people out here, actually don't look at their phones. Mind blown, right? I'm sure people are like, wait, what the fuck? Or they're not, but still, like, I was fucking blown away out of, out of, you know, being in Europe, literally the biggest difference I saw from America was that people don't look at their phones as much. I hung out with those people in Vienna. They're all around my age, which again, if it was the US means, yeah, I, you know, like that's why fucking, that's why I'm stoned alone, because I fucking hated being with people, because anytime I smoked with other people, all they would fucking do is look at their phones, and I fucking hated it, so I would leave it and go, you know, like, I was, I'm like, yeah, whatever, like, I, I get it if you want to look at your phone, but don't ask me to hang out with you if you're just gonna fucking do that, you know, so, <laughs> that was a huge irritation with me, and I didn't even realize I was that irritated until I just said it with that tone of voice. I'm like, oh wow, Tim, jeez. But like out here, I was just like literally, I, I was I was like the asshole that was like looking at my phone. I was looking around, literally, 18 year olds, whatever, 20 year olds, like not a single phone for the entire night. And I'm like, I'm talking like a whole night. So I don't know. It's just, that was like fucking mind blowing and. The problem with Americans is they all want to be fucking like in Hollywood. They all want to be famous, but they wouldn't be happier if they were. You know, and that's the thing. I, I say that because I know it because I feel exactly the same. But I'm actually, you know, like, I don't know. I don't think necessarily like it's 
better to chase like media or this type of thing. I just know I wanted it. Like I know I want this for my life for this point, you know, for this part where I'm young. Later on, I'm not gonna give a fuck. But for now, you know, like clout chasing is fun. Like, like I get it. But people don't like fucking actually do it. Like either actually look at it realistically and try to do something with it or give up that stupid fucking lost dream. Like I cannot handle Americans. It's like, I have this dream of WeTube and stuff because I'm actually doing the steps that are gonna get me there. I wouldn't have the same dream of WeTube if I just didn't fucking make videos and didn't edit and just like sat around and stuff. Like, you know, I would be totally fine with not doing any of this stuff. That's what I mean. Like, I'm not saying that like, uh, you like that people should be doing this kind of thing, but it's just annoying that everyone wants to be huge on Instagram and it's like, okay, either do it or don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't fucking be halfway in between and missing out on actual life because you're doing this thing, but you're not actually fucking doing it. Like either stay immersed in it. And then in five years, you're actually in that and doing what you want to do in that, or, you know, just fucking give it up. And I feel like in Europe, people are just chill. Like they're just, because they aren't thinking, oh man, I wish I was fucking famous. They're just thinking like, oh, you know, like this weekend, I'll, I'll go chill with my friend Igor or whatever, maybe go on a hike. Like they're just thinking, you know, like whatever, it's life, just do some fun stuff. So fuck Americans, seriously, um, I, whatever, like, I don't care. I don't let anyone else bother me, but it's just like. I can't, I just, I can't believe how, like, ridiculous Americans are. Because I always felt that way. And it's not like, obviously, every single American is like that. And not like all of Europe is better. But just like, I, I just felt like so many times, even people way older than me, I'd have to, like, explain to them, like, that you should be fucking happy in life. And I don't feel like that's like something that needs explaining. Like it's fucking life. How else do you live it? Like, and uh, Americans are just always finding a way to complain, always finding a way to think about their life as not enough. Like how the fuck is that even possible? You live in America. That is the one place that every single other person in the entire world would kill for. And everyone that has that position is just like, oh, I wish I had more. This sucks. Like, it's annoying. Hate it. So that's my takeaway from this. Um, you know, and I don't feel any different because I've always had this outlook on life. You should just fucking do what you want and, you know, live the way that you want. So that's interesting to me. And um, I've just been really enjoying being out here. It's just it's it's what I've wanted. And um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but like I went to a bar and it wasn't a weed bar or anything. It actually said coffee shop in front of it. So I was like, wait, is there weed in here? And they're like, oh no, the coffee shop's like the, the one next door. And I was like, oh wait, if I have weed, can I smoke here? And they're like, well, and she gave me this look like, duh. Like, like I asked her, can I chew gum here? She was like, she's like, why would you even ask that? So I roll up a fat blunt, order a pint of Heineken, and again, you know, the people there, they're smoking tobacco with hash. So seeing me put like a gram of weed in, they were like, holy fuck! And they're like, oh, you roll it with the pure! And I was like, yeah, roll it with the pure, bro! And um, I roll that shit up, and it was so fucking cool because uh, I just love sharing that experience with everyone. And they were like, 
Pilanta. They're like, yes, a Pilanta. And I'm so fucking glad they were down with the blunts too. And um, yeah, it, it just felt really cool, like popping in and being like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how we do it back home, yo. They're like, oh. And you know, like, again, the weed is really strong. Like I said, it, it's almost like a headache kind of weed. So a couple hits off the blunt, I was like, <gasps> I'm gonna need a second. So it was perfect. Like I passed it around the room and um, the bartenders are like, Pilante. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that's what's cool. Again, like America's so full of bureaucracy. If you hand the blunt to a bartender, you know, they could easily lose their job. They're basically, you know, being a really bad person and like slacking on their job. But out there, that was the main difference. It wasn't just that it was legal and stuff. It was like, literally, it wasn't even a second thought. It wasn't like, uh, oh no, are you sure? It was just like a, eh, all right, yeah, sure. You know, like I'll, I'll hit that. And then like, um, you know, yeah, it was just really fucking cool. Like all, both the bartenders were like, I like at the blonde, blonde. <laughs> oh, I'm just so glad they, they were down with the blunt. So that was really fucking cool. And, you know, like I never talked to these people before. And within three seconds, it was like we all knew each other for so long. And uh, I think that's a that's a missing art in America. Again, it's, it's because of my fucking generation. I know like not that long ago, you could strike up a conversation at the bar. But now... It's starting to be full of people my age and they just want to look at their phones and I get it But like it's just fucking You know just connecting with other humans is just really like what it's all about and if you know Like there's a lot of times during this trip where I'm like, oh shit, like I'm keeping the camera away I do not give a fuck I just want to live in this and like talk to these people and see what's up and like see what they do and like you know there's some people from italy and they're like you know they do a lot of fishing and he starts showing me the fish that he's caught like it's just fucking cool you know like and i won't ever see those people ever again in my entire life and that's what's so beautiful about it because i don't have to like it's just like we experience something together you know and that experience will live in my mind forever and hopefully theirs and that's just that and that's just life you know we don't have to even know each other's names or see each other again just like the fact that it happened and i know it happened is just what it's all about so i i always uh, i always feel like um yeah you know people always just come and go and it's just interesting um like meeting people for just a night and like having a, a just like hanging out for the night you know and it, i'm also really glad that i'm in my position and doing what i'm doing because um it's really easy to get a cool conversation going because they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I live in California. I make weed videos. YouTube deleted us. We have our own weed site now. Like, and then it sparks up a whole lot of conversation from there and it's all weed revolved and it's all great. And like, I don't know, that, that was a really weird point to make, but like, I'm just, I'm just fucking glad. Like everything works out when you follow your gut. And um, I'm glad I did because there's so many times along the way that people are like, what the fuck are you doing? You're throwing your life away. You, you gotta keep doing the professional stuff. And I'm like, if I did the professional stuff right now, I'd be fucking miserable. I followed my gut and my gut is fucking lit. <laughs> um, so 
you know there's that and it's also really funny it's like uh when people ask me where i live i can just i can say california like i don't technically live there yet but i don't live in colorado anymore and I'll, I'll live in California the second I get back to the States. So it's interesting being able to say that. And uh, also like with the doors playing and stuff, just being like, fuck yeah, this, this is my spot now. This is, this is where I am now. The California music represent like LA. I don't know, life is just fucking wild. And um, I wouldn't be surprised, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised by anything ever at all of anything like nothing would nothing could possibly surprise me i guess so i'm interested what 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 i mean by no nothing would like be too surprising for me but everything will still be a surprise for me i guess is what i tried to say so yeah i don't know who who knows what's gonna fucking happen with all this weed tube stuff who knows how long we're gonna be in california all i know is that I'm so glad I made this trip happen because if I didn't, it could easily be a year or two before it did. And, you know, I'm glad I saw my dad, my uncle, my great uncle. It was just really, a uh, really great experience and just really mystic, I'd say. So that's all, that's all super fucking weird. And, um, yeah, I think so far during this trip, I still want to see... Italy and Paris real quick and then uh, and then it'll start to be time to wrap it up and head home And then there's a few days in Amsterdam and then um, yeah fly back to Denver I'll probably figure out some shit in Denver just because it, it would suck to like get there and like just leave without You know seizing any opportunities, so I'll probably love to shoot with a couple people there I know like a photographer that's really dope do some stuff in Denver and then it's uh it's time to road trip down to California where uh I now reside, I guess. Interesting. All right, well, I hope that you have uh, enjoyed this inane bullshit number 58. I've been having a wonderful time out here in Europe and uh, look forward to this content coming up because there's a lot of it and it's great and I cannot wait to share all of these experiences with you. Peace out, until next time. Bye.